What up, though, Detroit? Hello, world, and welcome to a bonus episode of Detroit Bicycle, where we are all about the love, benefits, art, culture, food, and the people we meet on bikes here in Detroit and beyond. As always on the mic, on the board, we have Mr. Bobby Brown. What up, though? What up, though, people? We back for one, yeah, yeah, one yeah. secretive last episode here. And, of course, Bruno can't forget. Hey, what's up, guys? The man in the streets. Well, you know, what's, what's the deal, Harry? Good to see you, man. Always in these streets. Always. <laughs> so we have to give a very warm, heartfelt thank you to Mr. Ben Kehoe for Shout providing... Out. Our right. space today, we're at Bikes and Coffee, recording in front of a live audience. Thank you all Woo! for showing up today. Very excited, man. Yes, yes. Super excited because this is like the collabo of collabos of <laughs> podcasts, right. vlogs, blogs, <laughs> featuring our man on the mic here joining us today, Mr. Carlos Parisi, welcome. What's going on, man? Thank What's you up, man? so much on? for Thank joining us. Shout out, man. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate you coming out. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, this being a Detroit Bicycle Podcast and a collab with Sandwich Talk. Yes. Today is a very special, something that we both didn't anticipate happening, but it's happening it's right here. now. It is. And this is uh, it's something that we're both going to be releasing to everybody on both of our channels. And you can make sure that you can listen to it any which way that you listen to podcasts. Yeah, Check it so. out both times, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, right, listen to it right, there right, so they can right. do it twice. Listen right. to it on mine so once I get the video. Once forward, once reverse. <laughs> send it to a friend and then send right. it to your mom and have your mom send it to her friend. Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's get it started. Uh, Carlos, uh, I'd like to inter introduce you to our listeners and to those that are visiting here that don't know. Uh, you've been in the food game for 10 years. Yeah. And uh, that actually popped off with your lovely display items here, <laughs> Aunt Knees. Yep. Why don't you give us a little history about Aunt Knees and how you got to busting off pop-ups all around the city? Um, so yeah, I, I started off the food game just, I mean, obviously when I was a kid, I was always cooking in the kitchen with my ma, and then growing up, just kind of learning more from really just watching TV and figuring out what else I could do, trying as much as I possibly could. I was always very exploratory with my tastes. I was like the weird kid that liked sushi when I was like five years old. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that, that, adult taste, right? right? <laughs> That's a child, right on. Um, and then uh, in 2009, 2008 into 2009, I was in college, and I was still just you know a rough kid in college. I liked to party a lot. And my friend Pat, was like, hey, my mom started this thing where it's a dry mix packet that you mix in with tomatoes to make your own salsa. And um, we've been doing it now as a hobby, but my dad just lost his job, and now this is the only thing that, we're, that we've got bringing wow. in income to the house. Okay. And he was saying, yo, can like, we, we need help selling this thing so we can make money to really just survive. So him and I hit the road for six months, and we just... We buckled down and we did everything that we could to sell this dry mix packet of like salsa. substance salsa. That's really what it was, yeah. In real life, man. Yeah, and, uh, like and we started selling at Eastern Market. And Eastern Market was 
it was the first time that they were ever bringing in people that weren't just farmers or plants. Oh, no kidding. Produce. I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. And uh, and we were one of those first vendors to come in with a with a product that we made at home. And we were loud, man. We were <laughs> we were next to um, there was a, a stand that was selling trees. And then there was a guy who was selling pork, and it was his first month too, the pork guy. But the guys who've been selling trees, they've been selling for years. And we were just like, yo, try some sauce. You want some sauce? You want some sauce? And everybody there was just like, this kid needs to calm down. <laughs> this is way too much for the market right now. I went over on the sauce. So that's kind of what kicked it off is just, you know, selling chips and salsa. And then it kind of evolved from there. We started doing a uh, pop-up. Uh, a few years later, because, you know, being part of the, the food scene here in the city, I started kind of involving myself more with the restaurants, the local people here, and realizing that a pop-up was possible by just going into, like, basically, like, a bar, restaurant, or even just an abandoned building at the time, mm. and and setting <laughs> no, up, you, don't you know, Cerno right. Schaefer's, and, and just, you know, selling some food that you would make for, like, $5 a plate, whatever it was, and we started with High Five Taco back then. Oh, okay. Yep. And then I remember the very, like, one of the very first years of the Fat Kid ride came to yeah. a yeah. Five taco, nice. and that was Shout super cool. Shout out to Fat Kid for sure. Right. Um, oh, <laughs> guys, what is Fat Kid ride? You want to come explain? Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Fat Kid. Y'all yeah. have to try it out. Right. It'll be back <laughs> next year, 2020. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, over the time, so then I just had the opportunity to kind of involve myself more and more in the Detroit food community. Um, started with uh, a couple more pop-ups later on. So um, my friend Miriam and I became friends, and we decided to do uh, the biggest pop-up that we've been doing now, which is Kana, mm -hmm. which is a Pakistani cuisine that we've then um, experimented and done with a bunch of other things now. So we've got just basically influenced Pakistani cuisine that has turned into things like butter chicken nachos, alu gobi burritos. Um, with your own little twist on exactly, it. Right? Exactly, exactly. It's basically taking the Antony's products and seeing how we can fit that in is how, it's, is how it started, but now it's just so much more. And then here at Bikes and Coffee, every single Saturday and Sunday morning, you can get Swerve. swerve. <laughs> and Swerve is breakfast burritos served right here right, starting man, at 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah, I see, like, I see. For a couple of days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, right. shout out Swerve, my boy Merck, who said he's going to be here in a little bit. Um, him and I have been doing the, the Swerve breakfast burritos here since it's March. Fantastic option on your Saturday and Sunday morning. Absolutely. Right. To come to a, a bike shop and coffee shop mm -hmm. and get a uh, fresh handmade burrito yep. as well. Right. Uh, uh, you know what? I want to pause you, yeah, though. Yeah. Let's uh, let's let's break all of this. You you just said a lot that's I going on right yeah. there. <laughs> let's break this down, starting with Aunt Knees. And for our listeners and those in house, um, Carlos is at Eastern Market, uh, which locally here in Detroit is actually the country's largest running open air market in the country. One hundred twenty five years in running. One hundred twenty five twenty five years. So. I mean, to be a vendor there in and of itself is, is amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't been there for 125 years. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. But there's some uh, families that have, for sure. sure. You know, sure. I mean, you look at those old farmhouses and they have, you know, history involved. Like DeVries, the cheese shop, that used to be our hurt. Our hurt was, 
it was a farm uh, purchased, built by that family. Mm -hmm. And it still is still run by the same family. No kidding. They just changed the name. Right, right. So uh, Aunt Knees is actually showcased and sold at Easter Market, but Easter Market is also also Aunt Knees home base. Absolutely. Where you produce these fantastic products. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us about how you got to Easter Market and their new kitchen that they opened up and where you are now producing all of your, your, your items. Yeah, uh, so we actually used to produce these spice packs in Westland at a VFW post. That VFW post was very important to us because that's where we started doing the pop-ups, where we started just kind of getting our kitchen chops mm-hmm. too and figuring out what we could do in a kitchen. And um, by having worked with the veterans and then helping them out with their events, it was really important to us to kind of be a part of that community. Uh, after a while, that post actually needed to sell because they weren't making enough money to actually survive and continue moving forward with the building. So we needed to find a new home. And Eastern Market had just got done with their kitchen. So they were like, um, yo, you guys are already part of the Eastern Market community and family here. Do you want to be a part of this kitchen? So we stepped in, and that was the opportunity. That coupled with, it was really like a perfect storm. That coupled with us hearing the news that Garden Fresh was going to be selling to Campbell's mm. was the opportunity that we saw creating that. a fresh salsa and fresh sure, guacamole sure. product. Locally. Locally. For the Detroit community. Yes, because sir. What, one thing that uh, a mentor of mine taught me a long time ago is start with your backyard. Own your backyard. Because if you're not part of your backyard, then you're part of nothing. That's what's up. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Sell that five blocks, yeah. that six, seven block radius. Build on that family. Find that seven right. block area in some some other city. Exactly. Yeah. So that's I'm I'm fortunate to say that that's been our home ever since, and we've been doing the chip sauce and guacamole out of Eastern Market, and been pushing it and distributing it throughout too. So not only you produce there, but you also sell there, and uh, primarily on Saturday, which is the most known day of activity around Easter Market, even though they've increased uh, activity throughout the week. Um, But you're doing that on the premises all year from, what's that, April through December. Nuh-uh. 12 months. Well, I'm saying you're in the outside. <laughs> oh, outside, Open yeah, yeah. air. April to December, for sure. You're outside. outside. And then, like, around this time of the year, I'm usually wearing all my snowboarding gear. <laughs> right. Carhartt right. jacket, everything. You know, a hat, gloves, the whole, the whole everything. There you go. And then, come January, we go inside of Shed 5, where they've got the heated floors now. <laughs> and, like, you know, back when they first did that. It's luxuriating. Oh, right, yeah, right. Shed 5 yeah. is luxuriation, yeah, right. man. It was hilarious. Sure. The very first year of the, of the winter market they called it right. was inside a shed five and they thought oh since it's indoors it's going to be fine no <laughs> um, shed five wasn't built for that they had this giant blast furnace that they had moved in there and uh, still everybody was dying it was the first year that polar vortex i don't know if you guys remember that that was wild. 2013. 2012, yeah. 2013, yeah, yeah somewhere right, right. around there. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a year for sure. Oh, but we, uh, they've done some good renovations to that shed since. So now, like I said, they got heated floors. If you drop some water there, it's going to be dry in like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. So that's our knees. And, and briefly, just uh, go over your products of our knees so people um, know. For those of you that are viewing us today, we have here a display of the Aunt Knees products. And that is, the main products are the medium salsa, the high five, and the tortilla chips. Those are the first two main things that we came out with after the packets. 
Um, later on, we realized that we could do the guacamole based loosely off my mom's recipe, and that's the guacamole that you guys see there today. And that's exclusively only sold at Eastern Market. You can only find that from me. Right. So you got to come physically visit Carlos in the market on Saturdays to get the guacamole. Yep. All right, and let's keep it real. You got to get there early. <laughs> <laughs> you get there late. It's gone. And Carlos is like, right. he may what have up, chips my man? For you, right. Yeah, he like, might have chips. Take these chips. Right. Do you want to try the salsa? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Guac's you. gone, bro. Right, <laughs> right, right. I don't know what you're here for, but we got these, you know, it's, yeah, it's gravy. And, 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 and being that your, your kitchen is on the premises, it doesn't get any fresher than from the time you package it to the time it's sold. Yeah, especially when we're doing things like in Shed 5. I like to say, you know, we're not just from this city, we're from this building. So it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. you know it's local if you're just, oh, we're standing where you make this. Okay. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. You can literally measure the distance in feet. <laughs> like that's a, that, that, the actual proper unit. Like, yeah. you're, what are you, 75 feet from where you make it? About. To where you, yeah. <laughs> so it's fresh. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, around that time too, around like the, the time where we started doing Aunt Nice products is around the time where I first met you guys too. Yeah. So I got to say like, yeah. that was really the kickoff to a lot of different things here in the city. Without you guys, I actually probably wouldn't have met Ben or, you know, a ton of other people because like riding bikes here in the city, being part of the different community, like having met the different people that have ridden with you guys for so long back in like 09, 2010. Early, that early. was yeah. That was a lot for me, like knowing you guys and, and having the ability to then just kind of be part of everything that you guys were also had a hand in building. Yeah, I think uh, we were discussing, the story goes that uh, our friends uh, Beth Joy and Coco yep. had a kickball league. Yes. Yeah. And out of nowhere, here comes Carlos rolling up with, Arm fist full of snacks. I mean, hey, who who doesn't like the one, like hey. that guy and want to get to know that guy? And that was before so. the pre-made salsa too. So that was actually me making it before kickball and bringing uh, it. No in a wonder. Cooler. That's what's up. That's what's Those up. Those are performance enhancing chips and salsa. Because you help us get through those, those right, game right, two and right. three. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and then obviously all of us were involved with uh, slow roll. And yep. And that's how we kind of all really got together and to know each other. Absolutely. Yeah, big shout out, Beth Joy and Coco yes, Swain. Yes, yes, yes. You know, yes. without them, yeah, sure. a lot of us actually probably DKA, wouldn't. True story. Yeah. Yep, DK, Detroit Kickball yep. Association. Midnight Marauders. Midnight Marauders. Marauders. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> all right, so that's the groundwork with Aunt Knees. Um, moving on, uh, you know, being a foodie as you are, you just definitely wanted to share your 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 love of food to the city. You started pop-ups uh, using your product on knees. Yep. What was the first uh, pop-up that you had? It started with the high five taco. Oh yeah, you got to dive in. Just just keep going on it for sure. Um, we've got <laughs> these sandwiches sitting in front of right, us. Right. I know this is collab sandwich talk. Uh, Detroit bicycle. We'll, we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. But right, if you yeah, need to start eating, you need I'm to start just eating. You want to close the Look at it closer. I got like eye problems. <laughs> <laughs> I got the glaucoma. <laughs> got the glaucoma. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, they wrote me the same prescription. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, it started off with the high five taco. You know, high five taco is kind of where uh, it all kicked off, and it was this big, giant, like chalupa, like Taco Bell chalupa style, like taco. It was definitely not Mexican, but it it had some flavor involved that that was unique to what something that we did. And we, I remember, we sold those tacos for five dollars a piece, no kidding. which like. 
low key, we were losing our ass on it. Uh, uh, if we knew what we knew now, I probably would have been selling them for at least eight. But every everybody got a deal because they were like big. They were I don't know if you could see it, but like it's, <laughs> the size of like. Um, Bel Grande. Yeah, there you go. Nacho Bel Grande. That might have been a thing, right? Yeah. Um, Taco Bel Grande. (laughs) That's how we started. And then it just kind of kept going from there. And like I was doing nacho pop ups. That's, you know, that's something that I was doing by myself, just doing nachos here and there with different friends and stuff. And then I started doing blowtorch nachos with my boy Esteban. Which is amazing. You get like a half wheel of cheese (laughs) and freshly torched uh, topping. Oh, yeah. Nowadays. Okay. Low key. Nowadays. uh, Right now, if you're available on a Thursday, I know you are. Just for the holidays, we're doing raclette nachos. Raclette is that wheel of cheese that gets melted right up on top. And then we scrape that cheese right there on the tortilla chips. And we're doing that at DeVries in Eastern Market Thursday nights right before the holidays. Nice. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. So I expect to see all of you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. A couple weeks. Give us a couple weeks. In a couple weeks, the holiday is going to be over. We're not doing that again. Oh, yeah. I'll get you personally. All right, cool. cool, cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you started with the the tacos and nachos. Mm -hmm. And then it just evolved from there. Right. You're involved with what? Four? Three or four different pop-ups? Uh, two mainstay pop-ups. Uh, Kana with my friend Miriam Khan is the the, lo- the larger one that we do kind of everywhere. And then my friend Merck, who's standing right over there. Shout out Merck. What up, Merck? What's up, Merck? <laughs> <What's up? laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Him and I have been doing Swerve now since uh, since end of February, early March. And it's been, it's been a blast to do that with them because it all started with one day, Merck and I and a handful of our other friends were out in Colorado. And we were like, let's do breakfast burritos for our friends. Merck was like, I got this breakfast burrito idea. It involves jalapeno cream cheese. And I was like, all right, well, just, <laughs> just keep Run going that. then. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of where it started. And we were like, Ben and I had been talking. We were like, let's, let's see if we can get Merck involved over mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by giving a friend the opportunity, it's like the whole world then took over. Now, let's, let's, let's focus on, uh, on Swerve. You definitely offer a variety of burritos for all tastes. Yeah. Why don't you go over that menu that you always have? All right. So the three burritos that we have are the meat, the veggie, and the vegan. Uh, The meat and the veggie share the same common ingredients of eggs, jalapeno cream cheese, tater tots, green salsa, and then it's rolled and sealed with Munster cheese. So then when you grab it and you take a bite of it, that boy pulls apart. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know there was a, a ceiling involved. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> seal the burrito with right, monster cheese. Right, right, okay. And it's then, hermetic, man. <laughs> <laughs> Surgical, bro. You're ready. And then the vegan one, which has become a huge fan favorite as well, um, is collard, the same collard greens from the veggie. Um, we do a uh, crunchy, sautéed, spicy chickpea, sweet potatoes, scallions, dill, a vegan cream cheese and that green salsa. And that is an outstanding burrito yeah. as well. What I like to do is actually, so there's those CBD honey sticks that you see over here. Uh, you yeah. take some of that CBD honey and put that on every bite of that vegan burrito Ooh. with a little bit of that Valentina hot sauce that we give you. <laughs> here take, are tips take notes, for guys. you. Right, yeah, take notes. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice. And yeah. then uh, the third one, or did I miss? So yeah, that was the three. There was the veggie, the ve- uh, the veggie, the meat, and then the the vegan. The the meat one has a breakfast sausage that I remember. Merck and I were talking. We uh, initially it was with bacon, 
And then we were like, what if we were to do a sausage? We looked, actually, we went to a store looking around for like a Bob Evans or like some kind of like breakfast sausage. Lo and behold, just found pork. And Merck's like, I can pound out like a Bob Evans recipe, like replication. Oh, so it's, and then uh, Merck just like made home this seasoned. Breakfast, homemade breakfast sausage. What? Mm-hmm. Mark Evans out here. Mark Evans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Down on the farm. Shout out. Down yes, in the hood. The Woodbridge <laughs> farm, yeah. <laughs> right, down in Cork Town. Right, right. So, yeah, those can be found every Saturday and Sunday. Here Swerve at Bikes and Coffee. At Bikes and Coffee. Mm-hmm. Shout out Ben Kehoe. Yes, thanks again to Bike, uh, Ben Kehoe, please. Yep. Um, so yeah, those are the two main pop-ups, you know, my buddy Esteban Castro, who runs, um, Esto's Garage, uh, he's been doing pop-ups here in the city for years and years as well, and I remember maybe three years ago, four years ago, him and I were like, we should collab on something, that'd be a lot of fun, and then we decided to collaborate on nachos, and then the Double Dragon nachos came about with a blowtorch, some filling, and some delicious cheese. Yeah. I mean, it's even a spectacle to witness (laughs) you serving up everybody because it's, I mean, you just can't get fresh, hot, melted cheese displayed any better than coming right off a cheese wheel. Um, I know that's not a new practice, but what, how did you come about to, 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 to use that? Oh, serve. I just, I made it up one day. I was like, I need to melt this cheese somehow. And then I looked at like different tools and I was like, why don't I just get a blowtorch? Okay. So I went to the hardware store and I bought a blowtorch. <laughs> just like that? Yep. And, and, and your cheese selection? Do you- Monster cheese is a Detroit Mexican cheese. Like low key, if you are Mexican and grew up in Detroit, then you ate Monster cheese. But if you grew up anywhere else in the United States or even in Mexico, Monster cheese probably wasn't your cheese. Mm-hmm. But for some reason... If you're Mexican living in Detroit, it's Munster cheese. That's what it is. And I grew up having Munster cheese and maquesadillas, enchiladas, chilaquiles. Like that was the OG standard. And I think that it's because of it's like, uh, it's so close to like a Mexican like melty cheese, like a Oaxaca or like a Chihuahua. Um, And that's just kind of how it got its life here in in Detroit. Like if you go to Honeybee and you walk into Honeybee, there's a giant refrigerator dedicated to monster cheese. Just to monster cheese. cheese. I, I've seen that. I've That's what's up. I, I had no idea. Yeah. It's not Mexican. <laughs> but it is in Detroit. Right, right, right. <laughs> Have you tried it with the uh, Focus Hope brick cheese yet? That's the delicacy. <laughs> That's shaking oh, that hands. Yeah, yeah, that government boy. You know, maybe we can get that, you know, that maybe we, around tax time we'll get Man, that, that government cheese tax nachos or something shout out focus hope um you know as a kid like um we didn't grow up very very rich at all you know we grew up here at like dixon verner and then east side of dearborn and then uh like my mom and i was just my mom and i growing up and we you know didn't have a lot of money so we were going to focus hope oh yeah so big shout out for focus hope to supporting the families that needed it shout out to tom for holding it down man doing big things and And everybody on the mic helping a lot of people yeah Yeah. absolutely i'm proud to say that you know i i am here today because of the love and the and the care that certain people in that organization have oh yeah Yeah. yes All right, so we, we covered know. a little bit of your pop-ups, um, and you're on video as well as podcasts yep. as well, uh, with an effort through Detroit Digest. Yeah, where's Sammy at? I know, I'll where's just, Sammy at? I Shout out Sammy, Sammy what's up? Over there. there he is, that's what's up. Yeah, me and my friend Sammy, you know, like uh, one day, I, I don't know how it was for you, but one day I was at Planet Ant, so I do improv with Planet Ant. 
Um, big shout out to those guys, Darren Shelton, the whole team over there. Um, I was leaving Darren's office after having actually organized the pop-up festival that, they do, that we did there this one year. And it was incredible. It was 22 pop-ups in one place. You could walk in oh, and wow. just get pop-up food from any of the major pop-ups in the city. It was incredible. It was Kana, Street Beat. Um, it was a ton of people. And um, I was leaving the office after planning some things, and Darren was like, hey, man, um, I know you do food. This just came in the email. They're looking for a personality to talk about food for Deadline Detroit. They wanted to start like a new TV show. So immediately I threw my name in the hat. I did like a, they asked for like a 60 second video of the um, restaurants that you recommend. Like the, no, the best rated or like, uh, it was like the, the, the best restaurants and then also like the, the restaurants that are just like talked about but actually are terrible. And, and I was like, in 60 seconds, I got this, dope. So I was like, yo, big shout out to like Mero and like Nemo's, you know, those places have been holding it down. Like Nemo's one of the best burgers in the city, Bronx Burger, you know, here and there, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, Mario's, I went there once, that steak was incredibly salty. Everybody's talking about how like everything there is fantastic, but it's, in my opinion, if you don't have taste buds, you might like it. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and, and so they, they like that. And I also recorded that video in my van right in front of this shop. Okay. <laughs> okay. So sent that video out, went and did the, the live audition and didn't get a call back. I was bummed. But then two months later, they hit me up and they were like, hey, do you still want to be a part of that? And I was like, yeah. So then I went to Deadline Detroit, met Sammy. Sammy was out here already doing it. And then Sammy and I had like an hour in front of a camera and they were like, okay, cool. You guys, you guys are cool together. And we've been doing it together ever since. <laughs> Definitely a good chemistry going on. Yeah, Detroit Digest. Shout out. If you get a chance, YouTube, Detroit Digest. We got a lot more episodes coming up. Um, and then the, the ones from this year have been a blast. For That's sure. Up. For sure. Now. Now. Finally. Finally. <laughs> another project you're working on. And that's your own thing. Yep. Sandwich Talk. Sandwich Talk. And uh, we're here at uh, Bikes and Coffee supporting uh, the, the pop-up. Gabriel Hall. So Gabriel, Gabriel Hall, Hall. Um, you know, if, if you're familiar with the Gabriel Bra Brass Band, ever had the, the opportunity to go see a show, it's an incredible party. Um, this family has been here uh, influencing Detroit with New Orleans sound, New Orleans heart, New Orleans love. And now they're able to do that with New Orleans food. They're opening up Gabriel Hall. Um, uh, West Village. In West Village. Coming yep. soon. And tonight they're here popping up and they were able to provide us with two sandwiches and then also the turkey chili. Oh. Uh, two sandwiches that they've done for us are the muffaletta and then also the, the beef sausage po'boy. And we have these sausages or these sandwiches here in front of us to try out. So on Sandwich Talk, yes. what we do is we have two to three sandwiches per the podcast. I usually have just one guest. Today I got you guys. Yeah. And oh, yeah. we take bites of the sandwich on the air. We talk about the sandwich. We talk about what we love of the sandwiches. But then we also just talk about sandwiches in general. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. the first thing that I got to ask you guys is, have you guys had a sandwich yet today? I have not. No. I have not. No. All right. So this not. is the first sandwich of the I did, day. I did have chili for lunch today. Okay. No sandwiches. Was half a pupusa count. There was meat between bread that was Ooh. flattened. Is you know what? Pupusa a pupusa a sandwich? Raise your hand if you think a pupusa <laughs> is a sandwich. 
for yeah, the record, no, if you're I, listening, I that is zero well, ham. That was clarifying, <laughs> you know. A pupusa yeah. is not a sandwich. Yeah, Good I job, guys. So. <laughs> but the one thing that I love about sandwiches is that every single culture has some kind of sandwich. No matter where you go, you can get a sandwich. So it's a perfect line of communication. Food, music, culture in general is the way to really absorb and, and, and be introduced to another person if you don't know the written language. And sandwiches are the beautiful vehicle that allows that to happen because oh, we all share that in common. That's absolutely beautiful. So, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. So, so about like uh, six, seven years ago, back in my corporate life, I was working in a, in a corporate job at an advertising agency, and we realized that the week between Christmas and New Year's, people don't really work. Nobody's really oh, there. No, no. So we can go out and take a real extended lunch break and go to the sandwich places that we've been wanting to go to. And that's how Sandwich Week started, which is the week sandwich between Christmas yeah. and New Year's. We get to five different places throughout that week and try a different sandwich from a place that we've been wanting to try. And that's how my whole... Um, I would say the affinity to, to bring the, the life of a sandwich to my friends and family around me had started. And then I started the podcast after that. And, 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 and just on the sidebar, uh, we'll get all of your social media and all of your information out there. But you invite the public to offer suggestions mm -hmm. and come enjoy sandwiches with Absolutely. you during, during Sandwich Week. And Sandwich Week being in the holiday season that we are, is between Christmas and... The 26th to the 31st. New the 26th to the 30th. Five 30th. days. Yeah. Five days. 26th to the 30th. And in my opinion, it's the best holiday. <laughs> <laughs> sandwich week. You're sandwich talking. week right. is the best holiday. <laughs> yep. right. Five days of, of sandwich. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and this, week, or this year, we're going to be doing, I've already got everything scheduled out. Uh, we've got two sandwiches that are being made for us, specifically for this week. Oh. Um, one is going to be a brunch at Anthology. Uh, Josh Longsdorf is going to make a special sandwich just for Sandwich Week at the coffee shop. And then at Mudgies, for the third year in a row, they're going to be making the Uncle Carlos. Mudgies. What up, Joe, uh, Mudgies? Yeah. 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 Um, so the Uncle Carlos has been different every year, and I'm curious to see what it's going to be this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's it ever-evolving. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. I so, told him, I just mean, make the same one. I don't even care. It's so good. <laughs> right. All right, well, but, um, we're on your format now, so let's do what's, it. what's Absolutely. next? What so we, the first thing that we need to do is everybody's got a little bit of sandwich here, right? So I want you guys to grab a half of a sandwich right here. Uh, let's start with the muffaletta. Let's start with that muffaletta right there. Grab that sandwich right there. And everybody just go ahead and take a bite, guys. I want to hear what your first thoughts are on the taste, the, the, the flavor, the, um, the consistency, how it holds mm. up, everything about it. What do you guys think? Well, first off, mm. with my mouth full. <laughs> mm. Mm. The crunch of the bread is your very first impression on what the sandwich is going to be about. Mm -hmm. Beautifully panini pressed. Mm -hmm. You get the muffaletta. Um, this is a muffaletta, rather. You get the, the hot jardinera in here, which is like an olive tapenade mixed in with, a, like, you know, carrots, cauliflower. The batting order is right. Amazing. <laughs> got the batting order right, man. When, like, um, when my taste buds went through it, it was mm -hmm. like one through nine. Right. It was well. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, the cheese, the meats on here. What is this? Mortadella. Um, actually, I need the rundown on the ingredients if you guys can. So what are the rundown on the ingredients? 
mortadella, salami, ham, Swiss, provolone, and olive salad. Olive salad. So you're calling it an mm-hmm. olive salad? Very cool. Like a tapenade or like a. I I always knew it as like a jardinera, but it's so this would. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank the, you very the, much. The finish of it with the, with the slight spice is really... you got to have that spice. Right, right. It's really mm-hmm. wanting me to make sure with the second <laughs> bite that I I, I'm, I'm realizing what I've just experienced. It's right. the first time. If this is any indication of what this restaurant is going to be like, I am extremely excited because yeah. this one bite alone Yeah, yeah the do-over bite so is much. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you are not disappointed with mm. the first bite. That the second bite is good. That heat comes in is, is like... Is, it's like the uh, sprinkles on top. It's like, mm-hmm. ha-ha, here you go. Right. Yeah. Mm. All right, Bruno, with, uh, enjoying your next third bite, what, let me, um, what are your thoughts? It's all good, man. Mm-hmm. Every bite, like at this point, it's like a new, a new thing's happening in your mouth. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's really been sitting here a little bit, and it still tastes like amazing. Mm-hmm. Like It's still like fresh, <laughs> like fresh off. The one thing that I love is the oil coming in with the olive salad here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this plays in really well with the bread. Uh, because the bread is panini pressed, it does have the exterior crunch. But on the inside, what I like is that the oil is a little bit absorbed. So you're still getting the crunch on the exterior, but the oil then allows for a little bit of that oh, juiciness you, to come in throughout, too. The cheese is perfect. They both play very well with the Swiss, with the nuttiness, and the provolone with the creaminess. Um, you've got the meats that all play so well together. This is... A good, good muffaletta. It is. You know, I've had muffalettas that haven't been up to par, but this is traditional. This is beautiful. I like it a lot. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the play on uh, between the meats and the, the combination of meats, mm-hmm. the combination of cheeses, really, and then the muffaletta, the spice. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a definitely a new experience that I really. Uh, haven't had before, so I'm gonna be quiet and eat this because. <laughs> mm. All right, Bobby, speak up. No, it, it, it literally like melts away because mm-hmm. it's about to be gone. But <laughs> the taste of it is like just smooth. But you, it's so many flavors all hitting you at it's once. Definitely a, diff- a combination <laughs> yeah. of flavors for sure. Mm-hmm. So, to move along with the format. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna let you finish that. You gotta put that down because right. we got another sandwich to eat. Right. I most definitely finished that later. <laughs> <laughs> like we were gonna fight. Like, <laughs> we'll that, I mean, I'm gonna finish it in a second. Don't get me wrong, but we gotta talk about a couple of things too. Why you guys are still munching on that too? If you want to keep munching on the mufflet, I gotta ask you all another question. This is a very important question to me, to my friends, to the way that we eat. Guys, what is your favorite sandwich? Wow. Our favorite sandwich. You can all have a different answer. It's fine. <laughs> Man. I mean, outside of the whisk sandwich, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the old school. Uh, my father used to take me. Uh, he taught school in Oak Park, and he used to take me to the bread basket as a kid. Uh, and I used okay. to make that with the matzo ball soup, and I thought that was the, th- the real deal. Mm. And I'm going to go with the, this, this is my go-to. Uh, the hard salami onion roll with Munster and mm. spicy cheese and spicy uh, mustard. That was my, you know, that was my go-to as a kid. Wow. You know what I mean? And you would stack it up and you take half home. You get the new, you know, new style pickle. 
you couldn't tell me shit if I had. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when I had that, like that, well, that was my lunch the next day. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was gonna shine in the in the cafeteria. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was out and rapping that thing like it was a golden ticket. Just like, showing was, out. Yeah, absolutely. Bobby, you thought about that? Um, what, do you, what you got? I guess I'm gonna go back to just childhood. You come home from school and you're making that PB and J, you know. Oh, real simple, yeah, real classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then as an adult, you know, you learn there are other variations of nut butters, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you get the almond and butter, jelly, bro. Marmalade. You start jam, grabbing a little more yeah, right, marmalade, right like of the aisle. So. You could also just do regular butter. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, you know, yeah. Yeah, low-key, actually, uh, my friend Brian, who we, I started Sandwich Week with Brian, um, his favorite sandwich is a peanut butter, jelly, and hot sauce. What? Yeah. Yep. All right. Everybody's, you know, like, hey, either know. shaking their heads or, like, <laughs> nodding yes. Okay. So, I put that shit on everything, oh, like, yeah. for real. Legit Frank's hot sauce, peanut butter, jelly like, on white American bread. I, 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 well, I'm curious. I, I'll, I'll try it. <laughs> It's good. Okay. It's good. And like the OG, like, you know, we talked about like. <laughs> How much hot sauce <laughs> are we talking about? Like, are we talking about like, like a few dabs? Or are we like, for real? Laying it on. That's up to you. Okay. I like uh, hot sauce. So. I do too, but peanut butter and jelly. I'm going to try it. Try it. I, I'm, I'm gonna absolutely going to Start it, light. So you can just get the flavor. And work my way up. And then once you realize it's the best. Yeah. Are we using oh. Franks? Or are we, we, we yeah, yeah, Franks. Yeah, I think we talked about like Franks. 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 Okay. All right. Um, and then like just OG, like taking a peanut butter. Like, okay, let's say you have, remember when you were growing up and you just had that one piece of bread. You just take that one piece. You do a little bit of the, hand, uh, the peanut butter on one side, yeah. a little bit of the jelly on the other and side. You do that it. fold. Mm-hmm. Man. Without tearing it. <laughs> <laughs> you had the bread taco, bro. The peanut butter and jelly taco. <laughs> the bread taco. <laughs> That's exactly what that was. And you know what? If you put too much jelly, though, it all just comes uh, right. out anyway. Right. 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 That's you why know. you need that paper towel there below it because, you know, you're not going to get a plate dirty. No. Uh-uh. No, no, no. When no, you're making no. a PB and J, you don't get a plate. Yeah, right. uh-uh. No plates. No plates. You get the you're paper towel. You get you a little bit of jelly on the paper towel. Enough for the you know to eat the jelly off of the paper towel yep. when it's done. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So PB and J, old school. Yeah. Very cool. School. Yeah. That's nice. All right. Um, it's real tough to pick a favorite sandwich. Just just to lay that out there, but. If, 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 if I'm feeling indulgent and I'm spoiling myself, I think a uh, nice corned beef on rye mm. with some fresh, crisp coleslaw and a uh, slather of Russian dressing. Whoa, you're, you're a slaw boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a kraut guy. Wow. I, I prefer slaw. <clears throat> you're yeah. either slaw or craw. Right. Uh, I mean, so, yeah, slaw or kraut. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk right now, but I am curious. So we've got a handful of people in this room. Uh, raise your hand if you're a slaw person. Okay, raise oh, your, the majority raise your yeah, hand if you're a kraut person. Mm. Wow, that's... Which do you, which do you prefer majority on corned beef sandwiches? Oh. oh. I'm, I'm a sourdough guy. from the kraut or the oh, slaw? So sourdough or rye? Through and through. Are you? Okay. Yeah, I, I, so... I'm a, I'm a, 
I'm gonna interject, man. Like, af, like there's a different sandwich. This one's like off, like it doesn't count on the scale. The afters the St. Patrick's Day parade, that corned beef sandwich, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, can that one get a pass? Like well, that's like D all of the above. By that uh, time, you're like, oh, well, well, by that time of the day, nothing oh, yeah, really matters. Yeah. 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 All right, that one. What is that? Corned beef on a brick? I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I'm, I'm good for that. All right. Uh, yeah, no, you're not wrong for sure. After after a long day, <laughs> right. anything a tastes all right. Yeah, okay, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm a kraut boy. I I actually am not a huge coleslaw fan. Just period. Just period. Okay. I've, I've had the rare occasion where I found a coleslaw that I've liked, um, but and it has to be a little bit more vinegary, less mayo based. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like. I think what really got me off of coleslaw was that GFS big old hunkin' pail of coleslaw uh, that everybody uses in the right. in like the soup kitchen or right. like picnics. Uh, picnics or like uh, going to like even high school, you know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, pillow of, right. pillow of coleslaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Yeah, that fam reunion coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, before we move on, Carlos, what's your favorite sandwich? Man, um, you know, I, I feel like it changes, uh, but traditionally. I have one sandwich in particular that I always, always, always could crave, and it's a specific Reuben. Oh, it is, okay. It's a Reuben from a place called La Pinguina in Dearborn, and it, the reason why I like it is because it doesn't have Thousand Island dressing, but instead it has actual thin red Russian dressing on it. Sauerkraut, We're on the same Swiss page. cheese, that crowd. We're okay. yeah, corned right. beef, and like I, Thousand Island dressing like is good, but it, once again, it's like just... It's the creaminess that I, I don't want on that sandwich. I'd much rather have that vinegary amazingness to play in with the rest of it. And it's very buttery. It's extremely buttery. Yeah. It's almost overly buttery, but like just enough for you to have like the butter shine on the fingers. <laughs> Perfect. Love that. That's that's my favorite sandwich. Um, I and then you know low key, a lot of people don't know this about me. I think maybe the mufflet is my second favorite sandwich. Oh mm -hmm. well, you really. So uh, you guys did it justice. Yeah. That's what's Amazing up. sandwich. Thank it you. Was, yes, it's gone. And we We're have one more gone. sandwich to eat, guys. The next one. This is the beef sausage po' boy. Um, so on here we've got... Uh, this beef sausage is made in the style of New Orleans with New Orleans spices. Um, specifically, this is something that you... I have never seen up here. Um, but then it also has pickles, lettuce, tomato. Mm -hmm. Looks like a mayo on here. And then that same panini pressed bun. Um, so you guys are biting in right now. I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, yeah. You gotta, you're like, I want to try that, too. <laughs> All right. So first Proud off. participation. Yep. <laughs> um, Bruno, what do you think about that sandwich? When I get done being happy, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm still doing it. It's mm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the surprise, mm -hmm. right? There's yeah, exactly like I the, you I bit into it expecting one thing, and then mm. and then it didn't happen, <laughs> and I was happy with the what part that mm. didn't happen the pickle the, the 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 consistency the the you know the flavor it was amazing. This sandwich plays really well together. Mm. This is one delicious flavor, where you can still pick out the individual flavors, mm -hmm. but what you're getting is this full meal right here. This is awesome. The sausage is seasoned so well. Um, still, exterior crunch on here, internal fluffiness. Um, and then, like, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of mayo 
until I started fi figuring out, you know, the different ways to play with mayo because unfortunately a lot of people just tend to slather mayo in order to cover up tastes. This is done well. Um, also, shout out Duke's Mayo. Merck, you, you introduced me to that Duke's a long time ago. And yeah, Duke's Mayo is a southern mayo, so I don't know what kind of mayo you guys are using here, but it's pretty good. Again, uh, to second, the, the spices of the sausage are, are striking, but not overpowering. Mm -hmm. You know, it definitely plays, like you said, across the palate with the additional items, including the crunch of the bread, the softness, the pillowiness of the inside of the bread and everything. It's a excellent po boy for yeah. sure. It's mm. like you're watching TV and you see that food commercial, but then you go get that food and it doesn't look <laughs> or taste like what you were imagining. This right. tastes like what it is on TV if you mm. were to see it. Like, great. <laughs> like, it's pretty good. Sausage mm. is good. Mm -hmm. The sausage is real good. You guys all have this one? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's good. And like you said, the mayo plays really well. Very light, but... Mm -hmm. Once you get it and you, you realize it's mayo, it's really good. This is, yeah, I like this a lot. Um, wow. All right, thank you, guys. Yes. <laughs> um, we're, we're just going to eat here. There's going to be the most boring section where we're just all quiet and eating. So Gabriel <laughs> Hall. Gabriel Hall. Big shout out to you guys. Yes, you thank know, you. You're doing something in the city that is much needed, in my opinion. Oh that's really good. Um, the food from the south here that we have has typically been all about, you know, barbecue, um, handful of other, like, you know, southern influence cuisine. But what we don't have here is Louisiana cuisine. And that's something that I think has been much needed. So thank you guys for bringing that to, to the table here today. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, big man. shout out to Gabriel Hall. Thank you. And Gabriel Brassband for throwing a great party. <laughs> all right. Um, always. <laughs> um, so I also ask on the show, um, and I want to know from each one of you guys, do you have a favorite cheese, condiment, topping, or sauce? Oh. Well, I'll pipe up about the cheese. <laughs> I haven't met a cheese I didn't like mm. for that. So if it's got cheese on it, I'll probably eat it. <laughs> Sauce was another one. Yep. Um, or condiment or topping. Something that, like, when you think about a sandwich, what do you need? I, I, I would put Frank's up there. Wow. Hot sauce. I mean, you know, if nothing else really satisfies, Frank's will do that. Yeah. Yeah. Frank's is just a good hot sauce. Mm -hmm. Very much like an OG standard hot sauce that I feel like everybody here can get down with. Right. It's, a, it's a standard by yeah. which all other, you know, like you can, you can decide whether it's above or below that, yeah. but mm -hmm. like Frank's is a standard by which <laughs> others can be measured at the very least. But most places have it, so we just, you know, you're like, cool, I got you. Right. Right. Um, so... My favorite condiment, um, to be honest, um, I, I'm gonna pick vinegar. Um, Whoa! Just because it's in everything else. Yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. in so many other things, and there are like 26 varieties. 
Um, all cultures have a type of mm. vinegar. You know what I mean? So it's in all cuisines or influences those cuisines. It's it seems very 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 um, um, basic and 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 useful. So universal. Uh, universal, yeah, and and it crosses so many cultures. So do you ever do like malt vinegar on fries? Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I have some friends who do that. I just <laughs> look at them, but like. They do it. <laughs> I also have friends that do that. Yeah, I just yeah. look at them, but it's cool. But I've also put balsamic vinegar on, on ice cream as a kid. So Whoa. Whoa. I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that's a thing. I've never heard of that. Oh, um, <laughs> I will show you after the show. Yeah. We'll talk about this. Yeah. Wow. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, malt vinegar on fries. I've never been a fan. Yeah, it just, I, really? I, uh -huh. I do stare at the guy who does it. I'm like, like a puppy who hears like a sound for the first time. Well, like my head turns. I'm like, that's small. Well, when in Canada, I mean, oh, they, that's poutine, isn't it? Yeah. That, well, they do uh, malt vinegar as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's a British thing, right? It's mm. a yeah, yeah, UK right. thing. I don't know. With their chips. Not, not for <laughs> me. Exactly. <Sorry. laughs> yeah, it's not fries. So what's it's up, chips. Bobby? Uh, mustard. Yup. Love mustard. Let's hear from the mustard. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Love trying various flavors of mustard. Mm -hmm. You know, because the variety can go crazy. You can get the regular French's or you can go honey mustard, you know, the hot mm -hmm. mustard. If it's mustard sauce, I'm putting even, it on. Even the powdered kind where you can, like, oh, you know, and like, cook with it. Yeah, oh, you yes, can cook, yes, you yes, cook yes, with. Yes. I mean, even that's, yes. you know, good stuff. And there's a variety there as yeah, well. Yeah. So. For sure. No, right. but mustard, I mean, you know, if you're having Coney dogs, you know, it's it's been the staple, and then you start from there and expound on it. But like, are you okay if you get a bucket of fries and the only condiment is mustard? Yep, I'm gonna make it work. <laughs> okay, I'm going to make yeah, it work. That's yes. gonna that's gonna happen. Okay, yes. it's All right, going yeah. to. Yeah, right, man. I've been there. You know, you run out of the ketchup. Right. <laughs> 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 you like, I'm not hey, mad. let's All experiment. Right. Yeah, so, I've been yeah, known nah. to just do mustard and ketchup with fries. <laughs> hey, yeah. All in one, like little like. Sure. Swirled up sauce. Mm -hmm. Or just yeah. mustard, to be honest with you. Yeah. I like mustard a lot. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> mustard is cool. And <laughs> in, in Detroit, it's really cool because like every coney comes with it. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like that's like yeah. that's like the mm -hmm. it comes with it. It's like the interior. You, you know, know, that's like, a beautiful thing about Detroit, is like we are a city that has a staple called the Coney. Mm -hmm. Something that is unique to Detroit. You don't we don't have diners here, we got Coney's. And it's cool. It's like you roll up to any one of these quote-unquote conies and get diner food that you would at a regular old spot, but you also got the coney right. and a bunch of other Greek favorites. Yeah. And I love that. But like on the, on the show once, we had, um, it was Nosh Pit, and Nosh Pit does all vegan sandwiches. And they insisted that the hot dog is a sandwich. Mm. Is a hot dog a sandwich, guys? Absolutely not. Well... What? <laughs> uh, it's a white person taco is what we heard from the crowd. <laughs> I think wow. it's, uh, it's important that a sandwich have two separate pieces of two bread. Two distinct pieces of bread? Right. Well, I is mean, that necessary? I don't know because I don't you think know, about a sub sandwich. I buy the old world sandwich down at the fish shop in Eastern Market. That's, that's a saying. staple in my real life. And I go down there and that's a pita with 
you know, five kinds of different sausage, and that's a sandwich, bro. Is that a sandwich or is it a wrap? Uh, no, no, that's we, a sandwich. Got, we, and I would say a wrap is a sandwich. That's a sandwich. We're going to fight after the show. In, in my opinion, the reason like why a, a hot dog... It says sandwich on the board. That's what I pay for. ...is a hot dog is because <laughs> the construction of those ingredients together, be it sausage plus that style of bun together, has been considered a hot dog. That's what it's called. That's what it's been, and that's what it's right. going to be. It's like and a sub subgenre to me. Like it doesn't. It's <laughs> like it's like you have the ingredients, but you're over here on the sidelines. Like it's not. No, it's not a sandwich. Like if somebody um, were to be like, "Yo, I'm gonna go grab a bunch of sandwiches. You want one?" You'd be like, "Yeah." And then they come back, back with, with hot ten dogs. hot dogs. <laughs> right. You'd be like, "Yo, I mean, I'll take it, but like, I was expecting something different." This is not what we talked about. This is not exactly. a sandwich. Right. Yeah, for sure. Effectively. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. Um, but you know. Huge fan of the Coney Dog. Definitely something. Uh, it's a part of our history here, and uh, and I love it. I, I I love a good Coney. Um. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm thinking about Coney Dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Gabriel Hall has one more thing for us. To yeah. Uh, the one more thing. It's not a sandwich, but it's the third thing on the menu here as part of their pop up, and it's their turkey chili. So turkey white bean chili, I believe. Uh, something that we got here. Um, in this warm to go cup here, we've got four spoons. Let's just go oh, ahead. Snap. Spread the word here. Go ahead and dig into that, guys. Um, it smells amazing. This, that's the smell that's been engulfed. Oh, thank you very much. It's another, we got two. All right, cool. Um, and that, the smell, when you walk in here, you smell this chili. Wow. Absolutely. Those Cajun spices. Right up in your nose. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So before just, you even bite it, man, you know what certainly, you're getting into. Yep. And, I'm, you know, before my bite, I'm just checking it out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely <laughs> hearty, for It's sure. extremely hearty. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's delicious. The turkey is perfect. Um, mm. You've got, yep. it, it's juicy. Um, it's a dark meat, it seems mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the vegetables interact with it very well, too. This is all one cohesive, delicious bite. It's very good. Oh, and, and now the finish of it, the Cajun really speaks to me right, right. now. Yeah, you got the you you got the heads the heads up with the smell, and then mm -hmm. after the chili, you got the like oh the, this right. is what we yeah well, welcome you to of. the south. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a debate, and most recently a debate amongst my friends here. Some of them are actually here. Of whether or not you put beans in your chili. Mm. Um, I've got, I can count right now three people that will yell at me if I say that I don't put beans in a chili because you guys just had a chili cook off over at Eight Degrees Play Doh. Oh, yeah. And it was mandatory to put beans in it. Oh, it was okay. optional, but five, five out, of out of six, six had beans. put beans in it. Wow, that's huge. I'm a no beans in my chili kind of guy when I make it for myself. How did that one place? Without beans. Did it win? Not in the top Not three. Not the top three. Oh, so add beans to your chili if you're trying to win. <laughs> Man. You want to win, put the beans in. <laughs> oh, Schedule that first date later down the calendar. <laughs> Yeah, um, that is not the first date chili. I'm going to go ahead and shout out Merck and Jenny again because they actually walked away with the People's Choice this year. So congratulations, guys. Nice. Shout out, oh, man. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, the judges selected a different chili as well. 
Um, but the People's Choice winner is standing right here and makes burritos every Saturday and Sunday. So if you're looking <laughs> right at the very spot, man. Swerve. Um, yeah, I, I really like this chili. This is great. Like I said, if this is any hint of what we've got coming in for Gabriel Hall in the future, I'm really excited. I'm excited, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, just, a, just a, a touch of Creole in every dish. I mean, how can you go wrong? I Absolutely. Mean, spices are on point. I think, uh, like I said, it's hearty. Um, uh, the, 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 the aroma attracts you. And your taste buds satisfy you yeah. after you're done with it. Um, I, I know that you know our time is running out here, but I got a couple of things coming up uh, this season that I want to make sure you guys are all please, uh, please do can tell. come be be involved with, be a part of. Um, this uh, Thursday and then next Thursday, I'd mentioned that we're doing the nachos, the raclette nachos at DeVries. If you get the chance to come out, please do. Uh, you know, like I said, it's this warmed up, delicious, incredibly melty French cheese that we put on top of the tortilla chips and then garnish with onion, cilantro, your choice of salsa and hot sauce, and jalapenos. So, so come through. Carlos, please uh, reiterate to our audience in front of us and listening about where we can find you information about Sandwich Talk, Detroit Digest, your Sandwich Week. Give us a yep. lowdown. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, that's not the only event that I got coming up, though. Oh. You think that's it? No, no. I know, <laughs> I know better than that. But, yes. Guys, always. Um, right, always. So the other events, too, uh, Friday the 20th, um, Kana, the Pakistani um, yes, I forgot uh, about Kana influence well. pop-up that we do. That's going to be at Urban Rest, and that's going to be a full menu, uh, a bunch of unique dishes like the, the curry that we do on top of rice, um, very delicious vegan uh, coconut curry. It's fantastic. Um, we've got um, the butter chicken nacho sliders, a bunch of different stuff that we we got coming out too. Um, on every Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, like I mentioned, Swerve, come through for burritos. Swerve. Swerve. <laughs> and then the biggest thing, the reason why we do why I do this podcast is Sandwich Week, and that is from the 26th to the 30th. Um, you can contact me, follow me on Facebook or Instagram for the information for that. So if you want to find me, my Facebook is just my name. Real simple. You just search Carlos Parisi. That's P-A-R-I-S-I. -I. It's like Paris with an I at the end. Hmm. Um, and then my Instagram is Carlos underscore Parisi. So just stay tuned. Find out more information about the events that we have got going on. Find out information about Sandwich Week. Find out information about my life because sometimes I talk about that. If you want to be involved, um, uh, but then you know if um, if we've got something else going on, I'm sure you can contact me for it too. Uh, today, so I always I have sponsors. We're very fortunate to say that I have sponsors for Sandwich Talk. Nice. Uh, one of our sponsors for this season has been a beverage sponsor, and they're called Casamara Club, um, nice. non-alcoholic. Amaro, Italian Amaro inspired beverage based out of here in Detroit. Big oh. shout out to Jason Lavella, amazing guy. He moved here from New York to start this company and he's done a great job in doing it, really promoting the business and, and promoting it across not just Detroit, but he's now across the United States. Nice. Um, and they've been a great sponsor for us. So I want to thank him for, for his sponsorship for this year. Um, and then another sponsor that has been part of every single episode has been my company, Aunt Knees. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. Can, you can find Get back Aunt to Knees. basics, man. Get, <laughs> get back to where you started, bro, bro. 
You can find Aunt yeah. Nee's in stores all across Michigan. Whole Foods Whole carries Foods, us. Kroger's, I Kroger's understand you're chips. back on it now. Um, and then you guys are going to go home with some Aunt Nee's, but also one lucky member of the audience today is going to go home with some Aunt Nee's, oh, too. Oh, snap. Um, so, <laughs> me? She said it was me. Um, so I do have, um, oh, let me think here. All right, I got one question, and the first person to give me the answer is going to go home with a chip and a guacamole today and the salsa of your choice, all right? The question is, in which year did I start working at Eastern Market? Twenty ten. No. Twenty twelve. No. Nope. Ooh, Oscar wins. Two thousand nine. Ten years in the game. I said it. Oscar wins. Come up and claim your prize, my friend. You get a bag of chips, a guacamole, and a salsa yeah. Thanks for coming out, hanging Thank out you. with us. Absolutely, you. absolutely. Yeah, guac, and a, a chip, and, and a, salsa. a salsa. Grab you a salsa, man. Absolutely. Get the trifecta. Oh, right. Cool, Look cool, cool. That, and the rest of that is going home with you guys. Nice. Thank you guys very much I, for being I, I on got my that podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> calling <laughs> it right now. Let me sharpen this up real quick. Thank you for being on my I podcast. I got that for you. <laughs> thank you guys for allowing me to be on your podcast. No, thank you, this sir. Oh, wait, wait. Oh. We definitely appreciate it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. We, got a, we got two more That's segments now, yeah. right, for our Detroit by Cycle. You know, none of our guests can uh, <laughs> snap. We yeah. got thievery going thievery. on. We're with about her. to have wrestling here in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bikes and coffee. So all of our shows, if you are a, a, a listener of ours, you know that we try to relate our guests with our three things topic. And uh, for this week, based upon the OG of Carlos Parisi, the Atni's chips, our three things is our favorite tortilla chip topping. Oh, yeah. Bobby, why don't you lead us off? Uh, you know, we keep it simple around here. We're going to go with All right, you got a bag of I need I chips. Yeah, the game throw, is on. What's, what's the first thing you throw in? I'm, I'm, I'm putting the, the raggedy ass nacho cheese sauce <laughs> on my shit. The yellow, yellow cheese. That sprinkle shit it's where you got to sprinkle it the super and fake. shake it we off are, the yeah. bottom. And then it's stuck in the bag. Yeah. 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 I throw that shit. And you scrape around. It comes in like a number 10 size can from GFS. You crack it open, you just got to scoop it up. It comes out one big glob. Hey, this is a... This is a no-shame circle. You put it in that crock pot, you so heat it up. So you're quite all right to pick. You're in the trust tree, bro. Right. You're in the trust tree here. That hood fondue going on. <laughs> you're in the trust tree, bro. Right, right, right. I ain't mad at the fondue. Oh, I love Get that hood fondue. fondue cheese. That's what I want on my All right, all right Bruno. Dude, what, what would be I, I your go-to? I'm not too far off, dude. I was thinking about the gooey cheese. Like the stuff you can dip it in, like uh, you get at the ball game, you yeah. know, like the, the oh the, yeah, okay. The, I don't know what you even call that. All I don't even think it's cheese. I don't even call it that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about, like the yellow stuff traditional you, nacho you know, cheese. You dip it in, it's like wet already. It's not. Like, <laughs> it's not like you got to microwave it to make it like no. turn into like a snowflake on your shit. <laughs> Come out the can, hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know what that's called, but that's what I'm calling. That's what I like. For real. That's some shit. Well, f for the record. That's not the technical term. 
<laughs> but well, we know we know what you're okay, referring all right. to. I communicated effectively. Thanks. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. All right. Well, my go-to what uh, doesn't include does does have cheese on it, but I'm uh, like a seven-layer dip kind of guy. Oh. So I like to get all the flavors of all the favorite things. I don't even know what the seven layers are. So we got beans. We got beans. We got guac. We got cheese. Probably sour cream. uh, Probably onion. uh, Tomato, which I pull off. Um, You can order it without. Lettuce, right? Is it lettuce? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Shredded shredded lettuce. So that's seven layers right there. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. technically he's down to six though. <laughs> right, technically Without, it technically is you're down six. To six layer. Right, right. So, the yeah, chips no, is no, a no, seven. But we, it's commonly known. <laughs> if I said six layer, yeah, people would be like, seven. "What the hell is a six layer dip?" So I'd yeah, just no, say I just say seven you. layer dip. Yeah, I mean I'm sure you'll figure. Oh, salsa. Yeah. Oh, salsa. There, there you yeah, go. There right. you go. We could take sure. the tomatoes off, put the salsa. Put them back on. I mean, tomatoes can be part of it too. Whatever. Right. I mean, Juice. do all kinds of different. Really, a seven layers. Seven layers there of whatever are, you I'm got. Weird you like got that. peanut butter. You got jelly. You got hot sauce. That's three layers right there. <laughs> <laughs> Four is pickles. I don't know, man. Just do you, right? <laughs> all right, Carlos. I think I know what yours is. But why don't you tell our listeners uh, in front of us and uh, on their speakers what your favorite? So traditionally, my mom would make the best guacamole. And she's known across her circle of friends for making the best guacamole. It's almost offensive if somebody else goes to a party and tries to make guacamole that isn't my mom's. Because my <laughs> everybody knows my mom is going to bring the guacamole. Because my mom's guacamole is the best guacamole. So I'd have to say my mom's guacamole specifically, specifically. is my favorite thing for a tortilla nice. chip. Second, any guacamole. Okay. Well, good guacamole, because you can't have that store-bought stuff. Right. Word. But yeah, mom's guac, for sure. Yeah, he went home team. Keeping it tight. Yes. Sh- shout it out, tight. mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, before we let you go, uh, the last thing we, we uh, put all of our guests through is sort of a, a hot seat where we like to get to know a little bit more about our guests on a personal level uh, and also uh, allow our listeners to, to get to know you uh, uh, better as well. So uh, collectively, we've come up with five questions that we think would give a nice round package on on what is all about Carlos. Very cool. Uh, the first one: uh, describe your first bike or your first favorite bike. All right. Um, the first bike that I got, aside from a tricycle when I was a kid, or the big wheel, was oh yeah. By the way, that big wheel got stolen in front of my house, and I was real bummed out about the it. The big wheel got yeah, stolen. Yeah, the big wheel got stolen. So if anybody sees a big wheel out there, it's mine. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Did it have the flat spot? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the flat spot. <laughs> the flat and the front spot wheel had big. to be breaking. Yeah. Like, it had to be oh, split. Yeah. yeah. Right? Flat spot because the, the ground was too hot in the summer, so it just sat out <laughs> yeah. for too right. long. Yeah. Right. And it was yellow, red, and black with the wheel. Oh, man. No, but my first bike that I learned to ride on with the training wheels and then that came off was, I think it was purchased from maybe a Kmart or a Toys R Us, but it was a Ninja Turtles bike. And that boy came with... The Ninja Turtles um, little uh, spoke uh, clips that, you know, four turtles, four clips. Mm-hmm. And every time you would ride, those clips would move across the spokes. <laughs> and that, that bike I remember very well. Yeah. 
Who's your, who, who's your favorite mm-hmm. ninja? Yeah. Uh, Raph. Raphael. Raphael. Yeah. All right. Well, he, nice. went, he went off the off the grid. <laughs> but, you know, most people go Donatello, Michelangelo, but that yeah, Raphael. So. Yeah, it, I mean, Raph or Mikey, really. Those two are great. Right. Mike, Mikey's got his thing. Raph's got his thing. I don't right. know. Yeah. It's it's, it's awesome, man. Yeah. All right. So you, you, we know that you're a cyclist. Um, uh, what describe what your uh, favorite ride would be? It could be. Destination, it could be location, it could be just a, a, a feeling that's going on like within the company you. you're with, or right. Yeah. right? Oh man, company I'm with for sure. I mean, I, I love going on solo rides for sure. It's it's definitely something, especially when you need to clear your head and you need to get out there and just kind of feel it, um, feel the air hit your face, hit your hair. Um, depending on the day, hit your hit your arms, um, unless it's cold outside, then you want right. those covered up. But um, there's really no better ride than a good ride with your friends. Uh, you know, a good ride to Belle Isle when you when you know it's a summer day, you got a Sunday ahead of you, you really don't have much to do. Everybody just rides out, sits on the beach, posts up, mm-hmm. hangs out, gets a little bit of a sunburn, then rides back and does a barbecue or something like that. That's a good day. Uh, my it favorite is. solo ride is usually just a quick one. It's um, so I live over near like Honeybee Market and riding there and then doing um you do uh, Jefferson where it comes up over by that Riverwalk area off of like Rosa and mm-hmm. 4th Street. Comes off of there, hit Jefferson, do it real fast, go right by Joe Louis Arena, turn right uh, there at um, Steve Eiserman Drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and instead of going onto the Riverwalk, you keep going on Steve Eiserman Drive underneath the Kobo through there and then up that hill. And you got to crank it up Hammer, that hill. Right. Hammer it good. And then once you get up that hill, you hit the Rensen. And right there, you just kind of stop and stare, and you think to yourself, I want to go back down that hill. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that's, that's a good solo ride that I like to do myself pretty often. So a, a, a familiar response to this next question typically happens after uh, you get a license. All right, everybody mm. turns 16, yeah. and the only thing on your mind is really just driving, you know, getting them... Getting on four wheels. Four wheels yeah, right. and just, yeah. just doing what you do. Right. But what brought you back to, to bikes and cycling? Um, so my great uncle, uh, amazing man, his name is Uncle Sam. He passed away probably about you know, 10 years ago now. Um, and he had been riding a bike, an old cruiser. It's a, was it a Huffy Good Vibrations? He had been riding that bike up until maybe a, a year before he passed away. Mm. And he was always, you know, in pretty decent health and condition because he rode that bike no matter what time of the year he was on a bike. And even after I got my license, you know, later on, I would still, you know, end up going on a ride with him every once in a while. Um, And then coming here to the city uh, after he had passed away, um, I had that bike too. And then I had like a road bike that was terrible. Um, but being out here and then having the ability to ride with, you know, you guys and, you know, riding a kickball, yeah. that's kind of where I, I had a little bit more of the love and the passion to get on these long rides again. And, uh, I mean, I haven't looked back since. That's right. what's up. Right. You know, and it's cool because, like, we got a friend like Ben Kehoe out here. Uh, doing it. Doing it. Uh, right. He... He's put together bikes for a lot of people, and I remember sitting down with him one day, and we were talking about just getting me a better bike. 
because my bikes were always terrible. And then um, he had told me about Fairdale, and like this is before the shop, well before the shop. And he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna order a bike from these guys. Do you want to order one with me?" I'm like, "Yeah." So I ordered that that Fairdale Parser single speed, nice. uh, perfect bike for the city. Mm-hmm. And that bike just got me better at riding, considerably better. Yeah, being a, having a single speed definitely almost makes you unison with yeah. with, with the bike because it's you you definitely getting the results of your your single effort to every uh, pedal stroke that yeah. you do. Because so. every bike that I had before that was trash. Nice. <laughs> nice. And every bike that I've had after has been good. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We level up. Yeah. Right, right. Once you know the standard, you know, like, yeah, 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 right. going back down. You know, we're not going down. All right. One of our, uh, our favorite, uh, more popular questions uh, with the three of us is, uh, what would be your uh, favorite Detroit flavor? Now, it could be literal because you are a food guy, oh, but it, it, it could also be emotional. It could be a, a physical. Yeah. Take it wherever you want to go. Uh, I mean, if you want to talk food, I could talk food all day, obviously. But um, I feel like this is a little bit more of a larger, heady question. Um, if you want to say, like, emotional... I'd have to say the flavor and the culture of Detroit. Uh, this culture has been strong since the inception of this city. And every single layer of paint that's been painted on this city's canvas ever since has made this city into something way past to where people thought that it could be invo- evolved. No doubt. You know, you, you look at a city like Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, they all have their differences. But if you come in here and you try to make Detroit any of those cities, it's just not going to happen. Detroit is different. Detroit has a love, it has a spirit, it has an intense passion behind it that you need to come and understand to be a part of it. So yeah, it's that culture, it's everything that Detroit has had, be it the music, the food, uh, the layout, the, the, the smells, the structure of the city. Uniquely Detroit. Absolutely. Nice. Now, uh, with Detroit being on the mind, um, sky's the limit, and you had one wish, what would your one wish be for specifically the city of Detroit? Okay, so thought about this before, um, and you think to yourself, like a lot of people think, you know, I I wish I missed the old days of the city, um, and I wish, you know, it was kind of the way it was before, but at the end of the day, you know, this, this city has a lot to evolve still with and a lot, a lot of areas to grow. You know, you think about the ideas of like something like mass transit. Mass transit could have definitely been a thing here and it could have made the city completely different, whether it was with the involvement of the subway system in 1919 and that having not been passed or the trolleys being ripped out by the automotive companies and us not having that kind of mass transit anymore. Or you know the the freeways tearing up the neighborhoods, right. mm. the freeway ribbons. Um, yeah. yep. But when it really comes down to it, the city that we have right now is special. And if we were to change one thing today, and after today, everything were to be changed, I would say that would be the education system that we have here in the city. Absolutely. Preach. Yeah. I mean, you get you, you got to water the seed. Absolutely. You know, we, we, oftentimes people come on from all different places, man. People from. Um, parks projects or people that come on from like, like yourself from the from the um, um, 
food culture, people from education, they, you know, at the end when they say, what, what does Detroit need? And we consistently get back to, we need better schools. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we got to water our seed here because what are we going to do, you know? Right, what right. What are we going to do? We, we have to, you know, uh, put ourselves in a better situation we for gotta our, wake our, children our future. Up. Right. Yeah. right. We have a lot of incredible talent in this city, a lot of incredible people, people that I want to be here and be part of this city forever. But if you end up having a kid and you notice that you need to leave because you can't afford privatized education, then that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And if we actually have a public school system that works and that could make this city truly grow from the ground up with the youth that need it, then I feel like that's a change that just needs to happen. Right. You know, the effort is there, and, and you know, Bobby can attest that there's activity that are, is trying to encourage that. Yes, yes. yes. Like, oh, a big a, shout a, out a, to the people that are a part of it right, right now, working right. on it for sure. Yeah. You're one of them. Yeah. You guys and have been killing it. You know, sure. I've, I've seen, you know, full disclosure, work for the public school system. Uh, being in there and when I started, as opposed to right now, it is getting better. You know, it's gone through some big changes and transitions with folks and, you know, semi-state trying to take over things but now that they're out of that and they really have uh, full control over the decisions that they want to make and people who are willing to get behind them and help uh, see that vision come through I can attest that it is getting a lot better. I mean, granted, there's a lot more. Like uh, this year alone to, to or come. this school year, uh, five new schools opened up. Um, that's what's right. up. And I don't yeah. think that's like being publicized that much, but there were five brand new schools opened up and I was there to see it happen, you know, and they're functioning and it's, and it's good, you know. Um, the culture overall has been changing and people are starting to get behind it and that's good. what you need. You know, you need those folks to be able to believe and to buy in for it to be successful. Right. Um, and they have a good plan. Like you don't want to buy into a, a, a bad plan, but I think the plan that they have is is very good. And it's just going to take time. It took time to get into the mess. It's going to take some time to get out of time the mess. and effort. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. You yes. know, and, and backing and, and neighborhood commitment. Exactly. Yes, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. It takes a village. Like it, it, you know, you can't just right. rely on the school system alone. Like it takes a little part of everybody to get involved to help change that. You know, you have to want to see that change. And if you're not going to be a part of it, then you're you're hurting. You're it. part of so, the problem. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Get out the way. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yes. But no, I'm 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 with you. You know, you have to have a successful public school educational system to to help that help any city grow. Yep. Nice. So yeah, big shout out to the people that are part of it right now, helping the changes yes, happen. Yes. So, you know, everybody's doing their part. Um, but if you're supporting, then you're definitely doing your positive part too. Carlos, uh, all you do, all you're involved with, thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, we really appreciate yes, you, you coming on this show, Detroit Bicycle, and even more so collaborating yeah. with us with the Sandwich, sandwich Talk. talk. Uh, I appreciate you guys being delicious. on my show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. This has been really cool. It I'm, really just happened, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's so awesome. It happened. We did it. We did all right, it. Cool. Right. You guys are all part of it, too. Yes. Thank, thank you, you guys all very much. for our live audience here today. I want to um, thank everybody here for being a part of it. Huge shout out to Gabriel Hall. Gabriel Hall, Hall yeah, thank yeah, you. I do. Really excited and waiting for your opening for sure. 
uh, I mean, and then above all, Bikes and Coffee, Ben Kehoe. Ben Kehoe. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, a major yes. supporter for us yeah. and allowed us the space to come here. He got his toes in the sand. That's where he is. I think he, yeah, okay. I think he's uh, cool. enjoying a little sunshine. <laughs> he's uh, he's getting out right now on a huge bike ride in Austin, Texas. Yeah. That's what's and up. he needs that. You know, he needs to stretch those legs. Right. Shout out to Vince for holding it down for Thank him Vince. in his part, too. Thanks, Vince, Vince. Vince has been Vince. here making all the coffees. For tolerating us. Um, <laughs> and just let Ben know that we're not burning the place down. No, no. no. Yeah. Yeah. Give him a call when we leave. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> the so, before yes. picture. Right. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Bikes and Coffee and Ben and all your support and, and assistance. To putting this, I mean, trifecta of collaboration together. Really, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and, and, and this is a bonus. I've had, we've, we've had some responses on, like, more episodes. I mean, like, who doesn't like a bonus hey, episode? Hey, hey, That's so, what I'm saying. Go. Just uh, in time for Christmas. Look out for yeah. more. There may be more bonuses uh, in your future, um, from Detroit Bicycle. For oh sure. yeah, and Sandwich Talk. And Sandwich Talk. And Sandwich Talk collab. Oh yeah. As you all know, we are Detroit Bicycle, where we are all about the love, benefits, art, culture, food, and the people we meet on bikes here in Detroit and beyond. Thank you for 